Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series on the Book of Romans, with this message entitled, Holy Spirit, Our Helper. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray, Heavenly Father. Help us to pray aright. Especially when we experience crisis of life. Teach us today. That your Holy Spirit prays for us always. In the will of God. Help us to find great comfort. In this help of the Holy Spirit. In his intercession. And in his effectual intercession. In behalf of us, his saints. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. See, I'm going to preach to you from a most difficult text. And that means you have to have an inquiring mind, an open mind, an intelligent mind, a focused mind. Holy Spirit, our helper. You want help, sir? Holy Spirit is ready to help you. As people of God, we all need help. For us, this age is one of sufferings. And Paul told us to wait for the life of the age to come with endurance. Romans 8 and verse 25. So we are waiting... In hope of the glory of God. We are waiting for. Our resurrection body. And for a new heaven and a new earth. Home of righteousness. Not only this hope sustains us. In our present. Sufferings. Paul tells us. Holy Spirit himself helps us. Helps us now in all our weaknesses. As Psalm 46 tells us, God is our refuge and strength. An ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. God never leaves us or forsakes us. He is for us. Who then can be against us? Paul says in this chapter in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not even death. Why? God has given us Holy Spirit. And we learn few things. Concerning Holy Spirit from this chapter Romans 8. That the law of the spirit of life regenerated us. And set us free from the law of sin and death. So we live according to the rule of the Holy Spirit. Kata Pneuma. And we learned we delight 
in what the Holy Spirit desires. We learn that we are controlled not by our own nature, not by sin nature, not by the flesh, but by the Holy Spirit. Spirit of Christ who dwells in us guarantees to raise us up on the last day. By the power of the Spirit of God, we put to death sin daily. Our sons of God, the Holy Spirit, guides us daily in the way of Christ, in the way of righteousness. This spirit we have is the spirit of our adoption. Adoption as sons of God. It is by him we boldly cry, Abba, Father. This Holy Spirit witnesses to our spirit that we are children of God, so heirs of God, and joined heirs with Christ. This Holy Spirit is the first fruit pointing us to the harvest of our full and final salvation. And now we learn from Romans 8, 26 and 27 that this Holy Spirit who dwells in us helps us continually throughout our life in all of our weaknesses of this life, especially in the matter of prayer. He intercedes for us. And his intercession is always effectual. So then, hope of the coming glory sustains us now to wait with patience. Similarly, the Holy Spirit helps us now to endure our sufferings. Three things we want to tell you. First, the help of the Holy Spirit. Second, the intercession of the Holy Spirit. Third, the efficacy of this intercession. Spirit helps us in all our weakness, in all our infirmities. Paul here tells us something more about the Holy Spirit to assure us of our Final salvation. The Holy Spirit helps us in our present weakness. Notice, he does not remove our weakness, but he helps us in it. Spirit helps us to go through these sufferings triumphantly. Our weakness includes... The suffering of this present age. Physical pain, mental depression, spiritual conflict. Pain and groaning peculiar to pastors. Hebrews 13, 17. Slander, persecution, sickness. Lack of physical strength as we grow older. Frustration, ignorance, dullness of mind to understand the scriptures. Facing martyrdom, 
terminal diseases, tragedies, being dragged to court, and finally facing death itself. But the particular weakness Paul cites that affects all aspects of our life is our inability to discern clearly the will of God, especially in unusual circumstances and crisis situations. We do not know what to pray for in such circumstances. For instance, your wife is sick of cancer. You pray for her healing, yet you do not know what God's will is for her. To live or to die and be with Christ, which is far better. This weakness to discern the will of God is not a sin. It is part of our present imperfect existence. We don't know the secret will of God. So often we add to our prayers, if it is your will. Apostles did so. Romans 1 verse 10, and I pray that now at last by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. Romans 15.32, so that by God's will that I may come to you with joy. 1 Corinthians 4.19, but I will come to you very soon if the Lord is willing. Acts 18.21, but as he left, he promised, I will come back if it is God's will. James 4.15, Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Jesus himself, Luke twenty-two forty-two, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. We have problem. We have weakness. We don't know what to pray in times of crisis. But don't worry. Holy Spirit helps in all such situations. He comes to our aid. He comes to help bear our burdens. He comes to us as heaven sent comforter, counselor, and ever prevailing advocate. He has never lost a case and never will. He's Parakletos, one called alongside us to help us. He comes to help. And the word is sunanti lambanatai, a very long word with 17 letters. Continually helping. He comes to us at the right time. He comes to help us. He comes to take up one end of the burden. And he strengthens us to carry the other end of the load. This word is used in Old Testament. In the Septuagint. To mean to help ease the burden 
of God's people, especially God's leaders. So we read in Exodus 18, verse 22, God speaks to his people to come up with leaders of 10 and 50 and 100 and 1,000. That will make your Lord lighter because they will share it with you. Speaking in reference to Moses, this time in reference to the 70 elders, Numbers 11, verse 17. They will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. And in the New Testament, this word is used in Luke 10 and verse 40. Remember, Martha is cooking alone. She is overburdened. So she comes and speaks to Christ. Kurie epe un aute hinamoi sunantila betai. Lord, tell her to come and give me a hand. When trouble comes, we cannot bear. Holy Spirit will come and help you. Jesus said, come unto me. All you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The idea is in the east you find a plow and two oxen. Two oxen bearing the yoke. The idea here is you are one and Jesus Christ is the other. Together you do the job. We bear the yoke with Jesus. As two oxen bear the yoke. He bears the burdens with us and enables us to bear also. He said, I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the age. So we read in Hebrews 4.15, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has been tempted in every way yet was without sin we have a high priest who is able to sympathize with all our troubles and help us so Paul said I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength we are weak we need strength And Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Spirit of God powers us. Christ helps us. Our weakness is especially manifested, as I said, in our not knowing what to pray in the will of God. Especially in deep crisis situations. Many people in the scriptures experienced this problem. Look at Moses. In Deuteronomy 3, he is praying to God, let me go over and see the good land beyond the Jordan. And the Lord said, that's enough, stop it. He was not praying 
in the will of God. You must die. That's my will. And you will not enter Canaan. And Jesus himself suffered. John 12 verse 27. Now my heart is troubled. And what shall I say? Father save me from this hour. No it was for this very reason. I came to this hour. Or Luke 22 42. Father if you are willing. Take this cup from me. Yet not my will. But yours be done. Remember Elijah. He was sick of the ministry and he said, I have had enough. First Kings 19.4 I have had enough, Lord, take my life. He didn't know what to pray. And God took him to heaven. He never died. But St. Paul himself didn't know what to pray. There was a thorn in the flesh given to him to torment him. And he prayed three times. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, no, my grace is sufficient. And in 2 Timothy 4 verse 20 we read, I left Trophimus sick. At Miletus. God used St. Paul to perform great miracles. But no miracle took place. It was his fellow soldier. But he is still sick. Because of our present weakness. Because of our limited horizon. Sometimes we do not pray for what we should pray for. We pray for what we should not pray for. This is our weakness. But the Holy Spirit helps us in this weakness. Second, Spirit intercedes for us, prays for us. It is not that we always do not know what to pray for. Most of the times we know what to pray for because the scripture instructs us in the will of God. To pray according to the will of God. That is according to God's word. And to pray in faith. We pray believing in God's promises. And God answers such prayer of faith. Some would say. If the Holy Spirit prays for us in the will of God. Why we bother? Why we should pray at all? The answer is number one. God commands us to pray. Number two, God taught us to pray. Number three, God ordained the end. He also ordained the means of prayer to that end. Number four, Jesus himself prayed. Number five, God does not hear the prayers of sinners, but hears the prayers of his saints. Number six, we pray to God in the name of Christ to receive mercy and grace to help us in time of our need. Number seven, 
We are to know the will of God and pray in the will of God. Ephesians 5.17 Therefore do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. Number eight, God promises to hear our prayers. Number nine, the more godly a man, the more he will be in the word and the more he will pray in the will of God. Number 10, spiritual requests are always in God's will. Such as Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Paul is praying for the church. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. You pray, O God, increase my love for heaven, my love for the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You pray that the things of this world may grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and grace. When you pray based on God's promises, he will hear us. David prayed for Samuel 7, 25 and 26. You promised, please do it. That is the prayer. You promised, please do it. That's what children speak to parents. You promised, please do it. Number 12, never demand anything from God. Number 13, use caution. When we pray for personal things. Remember Israel prayed. Psalm 106, 14 and 15. In the desert they gave in to their craving. In the wasteland they put God to the test. So he gave them what they asked for. But sent a wasting disease upon them. Be careful what we pray for ourselves. But Romans 8, 26 and 27 is speaking about our ignorance in regard to what to pray, as I said, in crisis situations, especially. This is our weakness. But the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and intercedes in behalf of us. Spirit intercedes to the Father in heaven For the interest and in behalf of his weak saints. He intercedes, Paul says, stenagmois alaletois. With the groanings unspoken or wordless. A phrase that we do not know much about. Very difficult to phrase. So these are different words to interpret. What is the meaning of groanings? Is it metaphorical? We are told creation groans. Verse 22. And we know that is metaphorical. And not literal. We learned in verse 23 that we groan within ourselves. 
Is that literal or metaphorical? And in 826, who is groaning? Holy Spirit? Does Holy Spirit being eternal God, does he groan under duress and pressure? Martin Lord Jones says he never groans, he never sighs, that is inconceivable. The word groaning, stenagmos, or its word, verb stenadzo, the word is used in Septuagint and in the New Testament in reference to groanings of creatures who suffer under severe burdens. Acts 17.34 I have indeed seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning. And 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 4 we read for while we are in this tent we groan and are burdened because the outward man is wasting away do you feel that sir it's wasting away and so there is groaning look at a 17 year old getting up from bed no groaning and then a 70 year old it is all groaning and the word is used in Hebrews 13 verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them. And my translation so that they do this with joy and not groaning. So if groaning is not metaphorical but literal, who groans? Holy Spirit or the saints. And what is the nature of this groaning? The word. Alaletos. Wordless. Unspoken. What does it mean? Does it mean wordless? Does it mean ineffable? That is incapable of being expressed in human language. Or does it mean inarticulate? That is, the sounds make no sense to the hearers and to the one who groans. As to who groans, Holy Spirit, saints, or saints groan under the direction of the Holy Spirit, and I choose the third option. We groan by the direction of the Holy Spirit. So are these groanings silent sighs, sighs too deep for words? Whatever it is, the content of the groaning, of course, is the intercession of the Spirit. And this groaning has meaning and intent and purpose. The sighs assume a degree of distress and anguish. We ask the question, are these groanings perceptible to the saints or imperceptible to the saints? I say then, we groan under the dictates of the spirit. 
C.H. Spurgeon says a groan then is a part of prayer which we owe to the Holy Ghost. I say we groan under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And we noted this in Romans 8.15. In Galatians 4.6 we read... God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who cries Abba Father. In Romans 8.15 we read. And by him we cry Abba Father. And the conclusion is. We cry Abba Father by the aid and direction of the Holy Spirit. So I say here. We groan. Under the direction of the Spirit. Or let me prove it in this way Matthew 10 19 through 20. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say. Say it at that time, you'll be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking. But the Holy Spirit of your father. But the spirit of your father speaking through you. However. In Luke 12 we read. When you are brought before synagogues. Rulers and authorities. Do not worry about how you will defend yourselves. Or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time. What you should say. Revelation 22.17 says. The spirit and the bride say come. It's not the spirit over there speaking come. But spirit speaks through the church come. Therefore I say. We groan. By the direction of the spirit. A number of scholars. Including Origen. Chrysostom. Kesaman. Gordon Fee. F. F. Bruce. Argue that this groaning that we groan, that the saints engage in by the Spirit's enablement, is the private praying in tongues Paul speaks of in 1 Corinthians 14. Look at verse 2. For anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. And he speaks mysteries by the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 5. I desire that all of you to speak in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14 15. So what shall I do? I will pray by the spirit and I will pray with the mind. That is I will pray in tongues and I will pray with my mind. 1 Corinthians 14 18. I thank God I speak in tongues more than All of you. So he who prays in tongues. He prays by the Holy Spirit. He prays to God. He speaks in the spirit mysteries to God. When he so prays privately. He edifies himself. He does not understand what he prays in tongues. Holy Spirit prays. But his mind does not understand. But God who searches our hearts know the mind of the spirit. So these scholars conclude that what Romans 8, 26 and 27 says has reference to the phenomenon in the early church 
of saints praying in private, in tongues, as Paul himself did. In this prayer, saints are praying, but Holy Spirit gives them utterance, the contents. It is the Spirit's intercession in behalf of the saints. But whether this has to do with our groans or praying in tongues, one thing is certain. It is the intercession of the Holy Spirit in behalf of us according to the will of God. Number three, the effectual intercession. The prayer of the Holy Ghost his intercession in behalf of the saints in whom he dwells is always effectual. This is because God who examines our hearts knows the mind of the Holy Spirit. What his desire for us is. Friends, God knows our hearts. First Chronicles 28 verse 9. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he'll be found by you. Or Psalm 139 verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Prayer of the Spirit, I said, is always effectual because he prays according to the will of God in our behalf. Father is God, Holy Spirit is God, so there exists perfect harmony between God the Father who searches our hearts and the mind of the Holy Spirit who intercedes for us. Holy Spirit always intercedes for us in the perfect will of God. We don't always know what to pray as we ought. That is, in accordance with God's will in specific situation. But Romans 8.27 tells us in the Greek text, katatheon, it begins by saying, according to God, spirit intercedes for the benefit of the saints. When Holy Spirit prays, he always prays according to the will of God. So Holy Spirit continually helps us to bear our burdens. He continually intercedes for us. His intercession is always effectual because he intercedes according to God's perfect will. He is our paracletos, one who comes alongside to help us in all our weaknesses. Listen, Moses prayed to enter Canaan. Spirit interceded. That he does not. And spirit's intercession was effectual. Elijah prayed that he may die. And the spirit interceded that he never dies. And his intercession was effectual. Paul prayed that his thorn in the flesh be removed immediately. Holy Spirit interceded that the thorn remain in his flesh. And Spirit's intercession was effectual. Friends, Spirit's intercession prevailed. So saints, don't worry when you do not know what to pray for at certain difficult times. Holy Spirit prays for us. 
and his prayer prevails and God's will will be done. Listen to Professor Douglas Moore and listen it is comforting when we do not know what to pray for yes even when we pray for things that are not best for us we need not despair for we can depend on the spirit's ministry of perfect intercession on our behalf and then he quotes martin luther he says luther it is not a bad but a very good sign if the opposite of what we pray for appears to happen just as it is not a good sign if our prayers eventuate in the fulfillment of all we ask for this is so because the counsel and will of god far excel our counsel and will what is the conclusion we are weak but god is strong to help us in all our weaknesses we have a number of intercessors christ in heaven we read in chapter 8 verse 34 he is interceding for us guaranteeing our justification based on his blood atonement and his intercession also is what effectual number 2 in our hearts holy spirit intercedes for us according to the will of god and his intercession is effectual for our sanctification and friends god's holy church intercedes for us and you read today james the brother of john was killed and they arrested saint peter and he is in prison and acts 12 verse 5 says the church was interceding for him in the house of mary the mother of mark and the intercession was effectual and you know the story the church interceded for him and god sent an angel and let him out to continue his ministry and then we are told in 1 corinthians 12:26 if one member suffers the whole body suffers and we are told in galatians 6 to bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of christ it's take we are well taken care of sir father loves us son loves us and intercedes for us holy spirit helps us and prays for us the church loves us and prays for us and so don't worry sir there are problems and weaknesses and sufferings and trials but don't worry god is for us christ is for us spirit is for us church is for us you have been listening to grace and glory audio of this message entitled holy spirit our helper come back soon for more transforming bible teaching from pastor pg matthew